Our Father and our God, there is no greater love than that which you have for us. And we thank you today for that love. We thank you today for the reminder from your daughters how great is the love of God. Because of that love, now we've assembled to hear you speak to us. So would you open our eyes and our ears? Would you breathe on us, Lord, that we might hear the Spirit of God speak like we never have before? Somebody here needs a word today. Somebody here needs to be reminded of how much you love them, how much you care, and how precious they are to you. Encourage the one who's ready to give up. Encourage the one, oh God, who's in the trial of their life. Smile on them in a special way. And then, God, if you'd be so kind to give me your son preaching power and preaching permission, then preaching will be done. And to this end thereof, we'll be mindful to give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Can we help him say, there is no greater love, no greater love than the one you have for me. I dare you to sing that to yourself. Come on. Make that your praise to God today. Come on. You didn't come here to look at me. Talk to the Lord. One more time, one more time. There is no greater love. Go on and confess it. Thank you, daughters. Thank you. If you will stand with me for the reading of God's holy word, the book, the gospel according to Luke chapter 11. There are two verses there today, just two. I would like to tag for our listening pleasure. Luke 11 verses 27 and 28. The Bible says, and it happened as he spoke these things that a certain woman from the crowd she raised her voice and she said to him blessed is the womb that bore you Jesus and blessed are the breasts which nursed you but he said more than that mother blessed are those who hear the word of God and who keep it? And all God's people said, today I want to tag this message, the blessing of the believer. The blessing of the believer. Not the heathen, 
Right? There's only two types of people in the world, brother man. He believers and unbelievers. And today I ain't talking to heathens. Today I want to remind you as a believer what your blessings are. So look at somebody across the parking lot and tell them, neighbor, today, pastor going to tell you how blessed you are. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Beloved, on the last two weeks, we've been talking about the year of ministry opposition. We've been talking about the haters that were on the move to stop Jesus from changing a broken world. In our text today, Jesus had just defeated a demon who had took up residence in the man. And the religious crowd that was there, instead of rejoicing that this man was now free from satanic opposition, they started tripping. They started accusing Jesus of casting out devils by the power of devils. He had to set them straight and tell them who really had power over the evil one. In fact, if y'all remember, he said Satan is like a strong man who had a house and he was trying to protect his goods, but a stronger than him has come, has jacked the strong man and has taken control of his house. Oh my, what a word. And just as Jesus finished teaching the religious folks a lesson in that crowd, this woman in the crowd, she yells out, yes, Jesus, your mama was blessed. Yeah, because she yeah. bore you. Right, right, right. Yeah. She, she gave birth to you. Right. And she fed you. And this woman in the crowd is special for us today. And I want to focus on her because she simply wants to give tribute to Mary for the blessing that Christ was to humanity. Mm. However, what she misses is that the blessing isn't what Mary did to bring him here. Right. It's what God did in using him here. All right. So let's examine the text today and look at the real blessing of the believer. There are two things I want to talk about. Number one, I want to talk about the believer's position. And number two, I want to land the plane dealing with the believer's possession. The believer's Position and the believer's possession. Y'all going to help me unpack it? In verse 27, if you keep your Bibles open there, the text says, and it happened. <laughs> I like that right there. As he spoke these things, a certain woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, blessed is the womb and the breast which nursed you. Beloved, when you come to this portion of the text, you and I get to see what I call is an, enthousi an enthusiastic worshiper. All right. She's in the crowd, and she's in the crowd, Reverend Mason, appreciating what Jesus had just done. She was so excited about his miracle and his words that she wanted him to know that she appreciated not only him, but the ministry of his mother who also believed and was a major portion of his success. 
She called Mary blessed. In other words, she wanted Jesus to know that she knew a good son when she saw him. In fact, in fact, because of what he was doing for others, she also wanted God the Father to bless the one who brought Jesus in the world and who prepared him for a life of service and leadership. That's why she said, blessed is the one. Are y'all with me here? Now, when I look at this text, I, 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 I like what this sister is talking about. Because she had a love and appreciation, Brother Reuben, for other women who had done great things in the world. Only a good mama recognizes another good mama. Come on. Are y'all in here? She's she simply just recognizing that Jesus must have had a great mother to turn out to be the man that he had turned out to be. And when I look long enough at her words, I feel what sister is saying. In fact, it's a lot of truth in the fact of recognizing that parents do contribute to the makeup of their children. Did you hear me here? Ain't no such thing as telling your child, do as I say and not as I do. In fact, parents are responsible for your early development and your overall maturation to adulthood. So it is true you could be a lot like your daddy. <laughs> Depending on how your daddy was. You could have a mouth like your mama depending on how your mama was. How she raised you and taught you. That's another sermon, but I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. So I concur this morning that Mary was blessed because of what she done for Jesus. In fact, this sister wasn't wrong at all. She wasn't out of line. She wasn't far from the truth, but. She missed the best part. Y'all in here? She missed the part that would reveal to her that Mary was simply doing what the Lord had called Mary to do. In other words, she missed the understanding that Mary was operating in a divine position. What do you mean, Pastor? Yeah, Mary was chosen by God. To work for God. Mary was chosen by God to serve God. Mary was chosen by God to carry the word of God for nine months. Mary was chosen by God to minister to the Son of God yes, all of his young life. What a calling. And this certain woman said that Mary was blessed because she gave birth. But what she didn't know was that Mary was blessed not because of what she did, uh -huh. but because of what God did. Right, right. Did you catch it? God put her in a position when she didn't deserve the starting role. <laughs> she was positionally blessed. Can I say some more? She had a position, uh, Lady Green, that enabled her to experience God in an intimate way. Uh, Mary had a position to experience God on a daily experience. Here it is. She got the opportunity to serve him, study him, hold him, mm, love him, hear him. 
fill him and bring him honor and glory out of all the other women on the planet. Nobody had the position that Mary had. And I think I'll stick a pin in the meter right here and run this rabbit. Nobody's got a, the position that you got this morning. God has chosen to dwell in you, believer, that you might get to study him. That you might get to know him. That you might get to hold him. That you might get to love him. That you might get to experience him on a daily experience. Mary ain't got nothing that you ain't got. Are you in here now? You've been handpicked by God and can't nobody do you like God. That's all I'm trying to say. You blessed if you are in the position of a believer. Can I say some more? We are not blessed because of what we do. Don't get it twisted in here. You're, you're blessed because of what God has done in you. And to you. We are blessed. Yeah, because of the miracle. He's done in your life. The fact that he will reach down from glory, reach down into a dark, dying, dirty humanity and put his spirit inside of you, the worst creature on the planet. Put you in a position that makes you head and shoulders above somebody else. So I ain't mad if you got a few haters today. They ought to hate you as good as God been to you. I just might preach today. I don't know. When I look at this text, I'm reminded of the story Reverend Tom, my pastor, Dr. George Waddles, told me. He said he was in his first pastorate and he thought his stuff didn't smell. He was preaching in the little bitty church he had in Indiana, was growing, Reverend Bowser, and the university called him to be a professor, had a fresh master's degree, ink wasn't even wet on the diploma. Came home to the church one day and started having a pity party. Mm. Called himself going to put God in line. Was sitting in his little bitty study. It was a broom closet that he converted to an office. Said he began to complain to God. And he said, Wilson, son, it was as if God himself came in that little closet and sat on that desk and said, boy, let me tell you something. Yeah. 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 If I let you preach to one person, that's more than you deserve. Who told you you needed to be this? Who told you you deserved to have that? He said, and I had to humble myself and recognize that I was in the position that I did not even deserve. And I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but you didn't have a pity party this week. You begin to complain about to God about what you didn't have. Well, let me stop by and tell you, if God lets you breathe one more day on this earth, that's more than you deserve. Can I say some more? If God lets you have crackers in your pantry, that's more than you deserve. If God lets you have a job, that's more than you deserve. The fact that you're breathing, created in his image, and walking on a dusty planet not made by hands is more than you deserve. So don't get it twisted. You better recognize what your real blessing is. The real blessing is, is that you are in a position to know his name. You're in a position to know his grace. You're in a position to know I was on my way to hell. But God stopped me and opened up my eyes 
Turn me around. Put my feet on solid ground. Can I run that rabbit? So the blessing isn't what you do for God. The blessing is in the fact that God would even select you to dwell in you. See, the believer has a position that the sinner don't occupy. Come on in here. I said, come on in here. I want you to, to wake up before you start feeling some kind of way. No, the sinner is not in the position to be filled with God's spirit. Did you catch that? The sinner is not in a position to be dwelt in by the Holy God. The sinner has not been handpicked to carry God's word. The sinner has not been selected by divinity to do life with him on the earth. The blessing for the child of God is God has placed you in a position to be in relationship with him in the earth. We ought not get this twisted. And if God lets you know him, you ought to proclaim this morning how blessed you are. Somebody ought to put up your complaining towel. Somebody ought to put up all the excuses you got about what you can't do for the name of the Lord. The blessing for the child of God is if God has placed you in a position to be in relationship with him, you ought to sing when he tell you to sing. You ought to talk when he tell you to talk. You ought to give when he tell you to give. You ought to dance when he tell you to break it down. Are you in here with me? And if God himself delights in you to introduce you to him, how dare you walk away from such a relationship? See, if God reveals himself to you, you ought to consider yourself blessed. Amen. If God delights in opening your mind and your heart so you can worship him, you ought to call everybody you know and tell them how blessed you are. Yeah. See, blessings ain't got nothing to do with rings and things. Are y'all with me here? Blessing ain't got nothing to do with how big your budgets are. Blessing ain't got nothing to do with if you live in the bluffs or in the hood. No, no, no. All that stuff fades. See, to know God is to be, is to be in relationship with God. Can I ask you a question? I said, can I ask you a question? Did you know that the sinner this morning is on their way to a burning hell? Without even knowing the God of heaven and earth. And you got sense even when you don't got no sense. To know God is to not be doomed. To know God is to, be on, is to not be on the path of eternal destruction. To know God is to not live and dwell in darkness. That's why you ought to be the first one to the parking lot church. That's why the first thing you do when you roll out of bed is, is hit the position of humility and tell him thank you. That's why you ought to give him praise. Because when you look at your fingers and your toes and your eyes and your ears, you know you didn't do that. Y'all in here? You've inherited something that money came by. I feel like preaching today. Can, can y'all turn me loose? Say, go for it, Reverend. See, ain't nothing in this world more important.
or higher than being called in the family of God. Ain't no earthly position higher than the position you're in right now. Ain't no money more valuable than this. Ain't no status more crucial than this. And if you're in the position of a believer this morning, whether you're in the rest home or in the penitentiary, you got access to God on his throne. And all of this comes because of your position. Hey. I said, hey, the richest man with all the boats and yachts in the world ain't got what you got, baby. He, he, he got everything he need, but no peace that passes all understanding. I, I told you before, what could you buy peace? Walmart don't sell it. Are you in here now? Ain't none of the stores got it. Where would you buy it and how much would you need according to your problem? But if you got a position in God, you got something that money came by. I feel some kind of way. We looked at the believer's position. Let's look now at the believer's possession. Are you in here? The Bible says that when this woman made this statement to Jesus about you're blessed, your mama gave birth to you, she fed you. Jesus had a response, verse 28. But he said, more than this, blessed are those who hear the word of God and uh, who keep it. When you come to this verse, Elder Mason, we see Jesus illuminate the certain woman's understanding about what a true blessing is for the believer. Here he says, Mary wasn't blessed because of what she did, giving birth to me and feeding me, or what she knew. No, she was blessed because of what she possessed. <laughs> it took me all week to land that one line. What did she possess? She possessed the word. Uh, check this out. Jesus said, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word and who keep it. First of all, we see that Jesus says, those who are in position are blessed because they can hear. They can hear it. Uh, they can understand, Brother Sean, what God is saying. Watch this now. And why he's saying it. Yeah, yeah, y'all catch it? They're blessed because of their relationship with him. And because of their relationship, they understand when he's speaking, why he's speaking, and why he's specifically saying what he's saying. Let me get a window. So, so my boy Aaron comes in the other day, and I'm daddy. He's the baby boy. And we have a conversation. But it's a perpetual conversation. It's a conversation we started 24 years ago. And no matter where we at, what time of day it is, that conversation don't stop. Because the conversation has context. 
it's got relationship. So I can laugh in the conversation. I can cry in the conversation. I can scold in the conversation. And it don't change the context or the character of the conversation. We in relationship. Don't matter if I text it, if I tweet it, if I just send a photo, he know what I'm saying. Y'all in here? That's the relationship that the believer has with God. Y'all in here now? The believer can actually hear God in a world where God can't be heard. They can actually hear God, Brother Mel, in a culture where the masses ain't listening to God. They ain't in relationship to God. So they don't understand when God sent a text. They don't understand, Liz, when he sends you a picture that no hands can paint. They can't hear God at a time when he needs to be heard. And when he needs to be listened to. But the believer. Can hear God. In spite of. The noise of a COVID generation. Ask you a question. Have you ever thought about that? Why you getting mad at people. Who don't know no better. Are you getting mad at a sinner that's just doing what sinners do? You ever thought about that? Have you ever considered that everybody can't hear God speak? Mama Green, have you ever pondered how blessed you really are? Have you ever wondered what your life would have been like if you couldn't hear the voice of God like you hear it today? Jesus is speaking in this verse and he says that Mary's blessing was more than what Mary did for God. Her blessing was that she could hear him speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here we see the third blessing for the believer is the blessing, watch this now, not just to hear the word of God, but to keep it. Uh, when the believer keeps what they hear the Lord saying to them, they get to experience, uh, brothers and sisters, the real blessing of what it means to walk and to talk with the Lord. Can I tell you a story? Before Mary was conceived with the Holy Spirit, she's just a normal little girl, teenager living in, Nazareth, mm -hmm. y'all in here? Yeah. Broken little city, poor little girl. Right, right, right. But the Lord, the Lord had a conversation with her. <laughs> Sent an angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she heard the angel. Yeah, yeah. She understood the conversation. Yeah, she and it went something like this, girl. Mm -hmm. God see you. Yeah. And he's pleased with you. Right, right, right. So pleased, he want to work with you. Yeah. Right. Right, right, right. He wants to overshadow you place himself inside of you yeah, yeah. so you can bring the world the Savior right, right. because you're highly favored. Uh -huh. And the Bible says, because yeah. she kept the word. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. 
She believed the word. She got to experience God like she never experienced him before. Come on in here. Walk with me through her tri-semester. Feeling little baby Jesus turning on the inside. Everybody thought she was foul, out of control. Some wild little girl that ain't got pregnant by some little boy. They talked about her just like they talk about you. But she knew the real story. God was moving down on the inside. What happened? She believed the word. And because she believed the word, she got to experience God. Can I say some more? Because she believed the word, she kept the promise. And because she kept the promise, yeah, she got to encounter God. Can I say some more? See, the believer is blessed because you not just hear the word, but you keep the word. Huh? I said, huh? There's some people out here who hear the word, but you ain't did nothing with it. So that knocks you out of the category of being blessed. You hear it? You hear it on the airways? You hear it on Facebook? You hear it on TikTok? You hear it on YouTube? Come on, you hear it on Instagram? But you ain't kept nothing. In fact, you become numb to keeping stuff. And as a result of your numbness, you become dumb. Dumb in the fact, not a bad word, but illiterate in the sense that you don't know what to keep and what to let go. You hold on to the stuff that can't bless you. Y'all in here? Don't come telling me what little Wayne said. Are y'all feeling me? Don't come telling me what Gaga said, what Cardi B said. That let me know you took in something and got rid of what you should have kept. The real blessing is hearing the word and keeping the word. Somebody say, hear the word and keep the word. Come on, hear the word and keep the word. See, the believer is blessed because you keep it. Now, can I run the rabbit? When they hear it, they keep it and don't discard it. They keep it and don't make light of it. They keep it and don't reject it. They keep it and never doubt it. They keep it and, and refuse to let it go. They keep it and don't write it off. They keep it and they can trust it. They keep it and they love to hear it. They keep it and they love to proclaim it. They keep it and they love to read it. They keep it and they love to see it. They keep it and they embrace it. I'm almost through. I got about five more. They keep it and they walk in it. They keep it and they carry it. They keep it and they celebrate it. They keep it. They lie down and they wake up with it. They keep it. They keep the word. Is there anybody here? Say, I'm keeping the word. I'm going to let go of my social media, but I'm keeping the word. I'm going to get rid of some of my albums, but I'm keeping the word. I'm going to cut loose some friends that don't mean me no good, but I'm keeping the word. I'm going to get rid of some family folks, but I'm keeping the word. I'm going to let this boyfriend go, but I'm keeping the word. I'm going to let this girlfriend go, but I'm keeping the word. I'm going to let the Republican Party go, but I'm keeping the word. I'm going to let the Democratic Party go, but I'm keeping the word. Are you in here today? 
Oh, heck, I feel like it. Is there anybody here in love with the word? Anybody here? Say, I can live without all that other stuff, but I need the word. Oh, shoot, I feel like it. I need a hit in the morning. I need a hit at noon. I need a hit at dinner. I need two more before I lay down. Okay, that ain't your crowd. I need a shot in the morning. A shot at noon. A shot at evening. And two more before I lay down. In fact, keep them coming, bartender. I line them up. I need the word. The believer who knows their position knows that hearing and keeping the word is of utmost important. And when you hear and keep the word, you hear and keep the holy expression of God before you and near you. When you hear the word and keep the word, you hear the omniscient mind of God that's on display for your life, in your life, and over your life. Here it is. You know what I found out? If I just keep the word, I can get rid of a lot of the drama in my life. Did you know the word is the antidote? He told us in Psalm 105, it'll be a lamp unto your feet. And align them to your path. You'll stay out of some of them dark places. If you just keep the word. You'll get out a whole lot of drama. If you just keep the word. But oh when you put your light in your pocket. How can you see in darkness? Tell somebody take your light out. Quit stumbling. Keep your light out. Hear the word. And keep the word. When I look at this believer who's really blessed, they know what's in their possession. Uh, uh, their possession becomes the most important thing in the world. Their possession then becomes the blessing for which, Brother Ray, they are called. And their possession does not come until their position has been solidified through a relationship. Let me make sense of that. That's why the universities can read the word, but not understand it. Because you can't understand it apart from the relationship. Let me give you an example. I told you about my son, Aaron, my baby boy. Because of our relationships, it doesn't matter what chapter we in in life. He can understand daddy's word. But to the average son walking across the street, if I pull the car over and try to talk to him like I talk with Aaron, they ain't going to have no understanding. Even though they understand I'm a man communicating something, they don't have the true deep intimate meaning because the relationship ain't there. There's a lot of people trying to read the word without a relationship. And it don't work. It just becomes an academic experience. If you really want to know the word of your pastor, you got to be in a relationship. And when you get in a relationship, then you understand where the brother coming from and why he came at you that way. 
But if you don't, you're going to say, this man's salty. Who he think he is? Does that make sense? The believer is blessed because of the relationship. That's the position. And then the believer is blessed because they have the revelation that comes from the relationship. And that causes them to possess the word and keep the word. Well, I got to get out of here, but I feel some kind of way. Ah, the believer is blessed. Let me say a few more, Sean, because you can hear the word. The believer is blessed because you can keep the word. The believer is blessed, Zunica, because the word is in us, son, and it's on us. Anybody can relate to that? It's in you and it's on you? Okay, y'all don't want to play church today, so let me keep it real. You ever been somewhere doing something you ain't got no business? And you swear somebody else is in the room with you? And you hear a word and it's something you read in Sunday school. That's when it's in you and it's on you. So no matter what sin you're doing in a relationship with God, you may fall inside a relationship, but he never divorces you. <laughs> okay, I'll give you this example. Some of y'all know Noah in the ark. I'm all over the place this morning. Old man told me one time when he tried to explain how the believer can't lose their relationship with God. He said, your son, you remember when Noah was in that boat? I said, yes, sir. He said, no matter how bad that storm got, it rocked and it rolled and them animals inside that boat, they fell. Stuff got knocked off the shelves. But every time Noah fell, he fell inside of the ark. You may fall, but you never fall outside of his love. God's love is like the ark. You can fall all day inside of it. And somebody looking at me today, you better fall down. Get up. Brush yourself off. Tell him you're sorry. And get back to your station in the ark. Y'all in here? Now, what does that got to do with it? If you're in a relationship with God, you can hear him when he tell you, son, don't do that. You can hear him when you fall. You can hear him when you mess up because his word is on you and is in you. And that's your blessing that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. See, to possess the word is more than money can buy. To possess the word is more valuable than silver or gold. To possess the word is stronger than stocks and bonds. To possess the word is better than the Dow Jones on a good day. To possess the word is truly to be blessed. Look, cars and planes will rust on earth, but the word will last forever. Houses and buildings will fall, but the word will last forever. Clothing and titles will come and go, fade away, but the word will last forever. And those believers who trust in the word are those among us who are truly blessed. I got to leave you now. But I want to call roll for some of you still don't believe the power in keeping the word. Remember that story about the centurion soldier? who came to Jesus because his servant was dying. He sent a messenger to ask the master to come and heal his servant. Jesus heard the message and it went something like this, Lord, I need you to come and heal my servant. I would have came myself, but I'm a man who's under authority. 
And I recognize that when I tell one man to come, he comes. One to go, he goes. And you are a God of authority. Yes, sir. So you don't need me to come to heal my servant. But if you just say the word, yeah. my servant will be healed. Jesus got the message and said, oh my, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. Tell him, go ahead. Your servant has been healed. Can I call somebody else to the witness stand? Blind Bartimaeus, come here and testify. Blind, what happened to you? Well, I was sitting on the roadside begging. And I heard the crowd coming by saying, the son of David, the son of David. So I cried out, Wilson, and I told him. When he stopped, he said, what do you want me to do for you, Bartimaeus? He said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And according to his word, I believed the word. And guess what? I was healed without him even touching me because I believed the word. Thank you, Bartimaeus. Ten witnesses, ten lepers come to the stand, testify. Ten lepers, what happened to you? One day we saw him coming past the gate of the city. And we cried out for him to heal us. And make us whole. We ran on our way back. And one of us. When he recognized he was well. Turned and went back. Came and told him thank you. For healing me without touching me. Jesus said where are the nine. He said I don't know but I came back. To tell you thank you. For giving me the word. Thank you brothers. Syrif, Syrophoenician mama come on here. Testify. What's your story? Well, Jesus had never been to my part of the world before. He came up with the disciples and I heard he was in town. And my daddy, my daughter, was inflicted with a devil. So I cried to him. And Jesus told me, Wilson, it's not right if I take the crumbs from the children and give them to the dogs. I understood his metaphor because Gentiles were like dogs to the Jews. But I said, yes, Lord. But even the dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. He was so moved by that, he said, go, daughter. <laughs> Your baby has been healed. I stopped by to tell you today, thank you, witnesses, that God's children who know the word and hear the word, experience the word, and know that God will do anything but fail. Can I tell you, if you keep the word, you'll see how blessed. You really are. If you keep the word, the Father will honor your faith and see you through whatever you're called to endure. Here it is. Here it is. I'm landing plane. Jesus kept the word and obeyed his father unto death. And his daddy was pleased. Jesus kept the word and stayed the course all the way to Calvary. And the father saw him through out on the cross. He kept the word and he endured the nails in his hands, the nails in his feet out on the cross. He kept the word and endured the jeers of the wicked crowd, the abuse and the injustice of society out on the cross. He kept the word yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he died yeah, yeah, yeah. that you and I might be forgiven yeah, by the father. And you know what? The father honored his word and was called to keep the word himself. Yes, the father kept his word 
Because the son obeyed the word. The father kept the word and honored the sacrifice. He went into the tomb and early, I said early, Sunday morning, the father kept the word and raised the son back to life. If you keep the word, God will keep his word. If you keep the word, God will honor his word. If you keep the word, God, yeah, hallelujah, can't do nothing but honor what he said. I got to leave you now, but stay the word. Stay the word. Stay the word. Stay the word. Keep the word. Keep the word. Keep the word. Hold the word. I was watching Peanuts cartoons late last night. Yeah. I'm a Charlie Brown fan. Mm -hmm. and there's one character in the movie I listen to love. Charlie Brown's little sister. Her name is Sally. No drama. But Sally is something else. Sally in the movie was trying to remember a Bible verse. And she says in her line, Mother Ross, I can't remember my Bible verse, but I think it's in the book of re-evaluation. <laughs> I die. Of course you can't remember because there ain't no book called re-evaluation. But I like her point because some of us need to re-evaluate today where we are on the Christian spectrum. Are you a believer who have not experienced the blessing because you can't keep the word? If you are, you ought to read the book of reevaluation and make a decision this morning about your position in Christ. I'm through, but God has called you and positionally blessed you. Brother Denzel, so you can have a relationship with him. God has called you, positionally placed you in his body, and then given you the word so you can hear it and keep it. So you can possess all that you need to get through life. Everything you need is in Christ and it's in the word. And all God's children said amen, amen. and amen. Bow with me for prayer. Father God, thank you so much for the blessing of the believer. Thank you so much for the moment of reevaluation. Smile on your children now as Pastor Zuniga comes with the challenge for the believer. Would you strengthen the one who's walked away from the word? Would you smile on them reinvigorate their hearts and their minds so that they may follow you in a more intimate way. For the sinner who may be watching and does not have a relationship with you, my prayer is that God, you would bring them into the family with the new birth, that they might be in position to know you and receive the possession of your word to dwell in you. Smile on us now is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Amen. What a word. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise for that word. Man, that was good.